Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, as we start using all the cool new gadgets we got over the holidays, like computers, smartphones, and smart speakers, some information on how to keep them safe from hackers, spies, and criminals. First, we'll hear from computer science professor Dr. John Nicholas. He talked to us recently when the University of Akron, which is participating in the state's cyber range program, officially dedicated their new industrial controls test bed. Cybercrime was the buzzword a few years ago, probably cyber warfare is a more appropriate term today because we do have nation states attacking us. In fact, Secretary of State Frank LaRose was saying that we were attacked in the last election and we were able to fend off that attack and they were able to trace that back to a server in Panama that was attached to a Russian company. So we do know that foreign adversaries are trying to disrupt our elections and that'd be the first and foremost important part of it because if we can't trust our elections and our government, then democracy will suffer. But even beyond that, with things like the internet of things coming out and now that all of our manufacturing equipment is tied to some network somewhere, and that's where the industrial control systems testbed comes in. We need to also protect that infrastructure. We need to make sure that that milling machine or, you know, the widget producing machine doesn't get hacked from outside to stop production of a company also. Right. And not only to stop production, but let's just say it was like the Akron water system or something like that, and somebody attacked that. I mean, they could actually cause the water to stop flowing or destroy systems there that would be a problem for us, yes? Oh, it would be, it would be a horrible problem. I mean, even, even if they were just able to to close a few gates in the sewers. Imagine the backup that would be caused by that. You don't really even have to do anything catastrophic. You just need to get into one or two machines and, and affect them that way. There was a, a, an example um, when I did some training uh, of a refinery in Texas where somebody got in and they hacked the system, but they, they couldn't get to the machines themselves, but the computer that controlled the flow of all this stuff and had all the warning systems on it got hacked into and they froze the screen so everything looked okay and this went on for three or four months while things weren't okay and eventually uh, the refinery blew up. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. You also mentioned the Internet of Things. I understand what that means, but for people who are listening that maybe they don't get it, we're talking about just stuff in your house or uh, railroads or what? How well, does that well, work? Well, well, technically, the Internet of Things is, is everything, but more specific to how it would relate to you and I is, you know, the new smart TV you just bought. Well, that has a camera in it, and it's connected to the Internet, and it has a Lexus or Siri or, you know, or, or Cortana or whoever you say, you know, go find this stuff. So you're connected to some network that way. But that device is not inherently protected. So if there's a weakness in your network or if you don't keep up uh, the operating system updates and that sort of thing, it becomes very vulnerable. And you could literally have a hacker right in your living room now, get into your TV and turn on that camera and microphone and spy on you and you wouldn't even know it. So how would I, as just a regular person, I mean, you, you've got the resources of the university and the resources of the Ohio National Guard. How can I, as just a regular person, watch over my own network what if i just what if i get for christmas like a smart toast they're actually advertising by the way smart toasters i don't know why somebody needs a smart toaster i don't really want my toaster to be smarter than i am but like how am i going to protect my own network at home uh, well the main thing that you can do is um, probably invest in a smart router 
Um, okay. Asus makes some, uh, the Norton Core, that, and they're doing a big partnership with LifeLock. Anything like that that updates itself and keeps an eye on your network is the best thing that we can do because as humans, we're not going to keep up, so we need some smart technology in our house. Uh, if you have a smart router and that's connected to your cable modem or whatever's going outside, that's going to protect your devices inside as much as anything else can. So that would be the starting point. And then just make sure every time an update comes on anything, your phone, computer, toaster, make sure you do that update right away because nine times out of ten it has some sort of security patch that you'll need to protect yourself. But even if you do all that, there may still be danger lurking in the shadows. More specifically, lurking in a part of your computer that you don't really have any way to actually monitor or control. What I'm talking about is a type of malware called Snatch that's been going around recently. And tech experts are describing it as particularly sneaky and evil because it hides in a place that can't be detected by antivirus programs in your computer's Firmware. Cybersecurity Director Kevin Bong from technology consulting company Sickage LLP explains. Firmware is like software, but it's not stored on your hard disk. It's actually stored in chips on the motherboard and other boards in the PC. It, it does the similar thing that software does, help the computer boot and all that. In fact, it's that, that first screen you see when you turn on a computer that's the black screen that's like press here for choosing disks or things like that. So it kind of helps the computer get started up and runs before your Windows operating system or if you're running some other app operating system. And so the risk is, is attackers are finding ways to go and change this firmware. They're able to hide viruses or malicious activities in that and all those kind of operating system controls like your Windows antivirus and things like that load after that firmware. So all those controls kind of don't work. It's it's kind of like hides under the radar and tricks the, the computer and the Windows operating system into not even noticing that it's there. So given that that's the case, even if you were to reformat your hard drive, it still would get rid of that particular threat, correct? Correct. Yep. If it's, if it's in the firmware, reforming the hard drive, reinstalling wouldn't get rid of it. So what do you do then? The first thing to be aware of as a consumer is that this is a pretty sophisticated attack. For an attacker to be able to do this, first they actually need to get control of your computer in some administrative fashion. So they're going to you know, do a phishing attack or steal a password or something like that, get control of your computer. And then if they want to put this type of firmware virus onto your computer, they actually need to get kind of a customized virus that will work on your computer because every computer has kind of different firmware, whether it comes from Dell or Lenovo or whoever. You know, they're running different firmware, and so not every piece of firmware viruses are going to work on every computer. For most consumers, the attacker's not going to go through that effort once they compromise their PC. The attacker's going to do something easier and faster, like encrypt your drive with ransomware to get you to pay a bounty or something like that. It's really something that's of concern if you're working in a more high security field. So definitely, like, government organizations are looking at this because of the threats of, like, nation states trying to use this type of attack to impact voting and things like that. Certainly, like, banking, finance, retail, where you're doing credit card processing, 
those are the places where the attackers maybe want to get this virus on there that's hard to detect, hard to remove, and could stay there a long time. So advice to them would be what? So there are a new class of computers coming out just now. Microsoft recently did an announcement of their secure core computer platform. And this is really not just a Microsoft thing. It's kind of a, a, a collaboration um, to protect against this, CPU manufacturers, primarily Intel and AMD, have built functions into their processors to help check the security of firmware when it loads or before it hands off uh, control the operating system. But it's not just the CPU. You need that feature along with a feature on the motherboard called the Trusted Platform Module that does some encryption and hides metrics that help the computer detect if uh, unauthorized changes have happened. And then you need an operating system, uh, Microsoft, again, announcing so they've got it built into some of the newer versions of Windows that makes use of those things. So if you are concerned about this, probably for in, a, in an enterprise or government or, uh, area, look into secure core PCs. You actually have to buy a, a PC that's flagged to be a secure core PC. That means it's got those CPU features in place. It's got that trusted platform module on the motherboard, and it'll have a version of Windows that supports these features. That, that really just check that firmware is trusted after it's loaded before the operating system just kind of by default trusts it. You have been concentrating on Windows, and I understand that Windows is obviously the biggest target for this kind of malware. Is this also a threat for non-Windows operating system computers? It, it's definitely, from an academic standpoint, a threat because the same types of attacks could be done. I would say five years ago, everybody was talking about this being academically a threat against Windows PCs, and now the attackers have advanced enough to make it a, a real-world attack that's out in the wild. We may see down the road in the wild attacks against Macintosh or Chrome or, or Linux or things like that. Certainly, the nation-state actors are working on that now, but it's not like in the wild so much as with Microsoft just because of the pervasiveness of Microsoft. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like us to cover in the future, please let me know. Just go to wakr.net and scroll down to the questions and comments section below the latest edition of this program. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.